Welcome to episode number nine of the National Land Realty Podcast, where we discuss all things land. Our goal here is to inform, educate, and entertain those of you who own land or are interested in the buying and selling of land throughout the United States. My name is Mac Christian, and I am the Chief Marketing Officer here at National Land Realty. I'll be your host for this episode. Now, today's a bit of a treat. I have as a guest Jason Burbage, president of National Land Realty. Jason is one of the founders of the company, and we discuss how the company started, the things that set National Land Realty apart, the land industry as a whole, and what is coming down the road in our market. This is a chance to gain insight from one of the best minds in the business and one of the more inspirational leaders that you will come across. This interview did run a little long, so we've broken this apart into two parts for your listening convenience. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. All right, so I'm sitting down today here with Jason Burbage, and for those of you uh, who who haven't done this, this is a chance to interview your boss day for me. Um, so I, I work with Jason Burbage here at National Land Realty. He is he works as acting president, and uh, he he is uh, he is my boss here. So I'm going to try to see if I can get fired on the air. No, uh, no. <laughs> I, what I want to do is have a really candid conversation, sort of how National Land Realty got started. And really more of a of an overhead of philosophies of the company and and sort of an outtake of of where the land industry is, what what the land industry is doing and what the land industry is all about. And and Jason is really one of the key people in the country to speak to that. Um, So, Jason, I wanted to ask you, how did you get started in this industry? How did you get pulled into the land industry in the first place? You know, I got into it because. This is going back to when I was a senior in high school and trying to decide what I wanted to do with my life. How many of us have been there? For those of you who might be in that place right now, you're you're thinking about your future. And the only thing that I was thinking about is what I didn't want to do. And I didn't want to be in a career where I found myself stuck behind a desk. So I didn't want to be a banker and I didn't want to be a lawyer and I didn't have any kind of um, propensity to go into the medical field or anything like that. Um, The one thing that I did want to do is um, something that involved the outdoors um, because I grew up in a rural community um, and spent a lot of time uh, in the outdoors uh, my family owned land. Uh, my grandfather farmed um, both uh, from an agricultural standpoint and then in a, on a cattle side of things. Um, and uh, my stepfather uh, was in land management. He was in a, in a large, large uh, a plantation uh, manager uh, for, for his whole career. So, uh, and then my father uh, is a conservationist and uh, uh, he's in the newspaper business, but he spent a lot of time writing about the outdoors and how it's important to ensure that we're protecting um, what God's given us and not and not uh, wasting it or exploiting it. So all those all those various influences um, just had me in a place where I was like, well, I, I just I want to do something where I'm not stuck behind a desk and I can get out and appreciate um, where I'm at my, my happiest and that's, that's outside. So, 
Um, actually, I went to Clemson University and, and started off as a forestry major because that was the only thing that seemed like that could be of interest. And uh, my stepbrother's a forester and got up there and realized that, it, you know, after a semester, that really wasn't the road I want to go down. And, and Clemson offers a uh, degree and an agriculture economics degree. And, and I, I didn't even know that that existed until I got up there. So, um, so I switched majors to that. And, and at that point in time too, I'd been thinking about real estate. because My grandfather, who I mentioned before, who was a farmer and a cattle rancher and spent a lot of time in the hunting industry as well, eventually found his way into real estate and, um, and it kind of planted a seed of interest for me on that. So I got it into my head that I wanted to be the next great, uh, southern plantation estates broker uh there were a few of them out there uh, at the time uh growing up in south carolina and i i had uh interned with one of them and and um just decided that was going to be the perfect career for me so that was where i got started um after graduating from clemson um the guy who i'd interned with told me he'd hire me but he couldn't train me because he didn't have the bandwidth for it uh, there's no company like National Land Realty back then. It was either, you know, little boutique uh, special, specialty firms where there's a few people who, you know, focused on niche uh, type of stuff like selling, you know, hunting estates, timberland tracks, you know, that sort of thing, farms, um, or it was just general real estate brokerages. So I started off with a residential company to get trained and got stuck in that for about nine years um, <clears throat> and made a great living at it, um, but was not happy at all uh, in the residential space. I was doing some land deals and, um, and, and uh, but that's how I got started in real estate and it evolved into what we've got with National Land Realty now. You know, and that story reflects a lot of what I hear all around our company and our industry is, is almost everyone you talk to wants something to do with the outdoors on some level, agriculture, or, or just having a touch on that industry. And for myself too, I, I had to, I had to pivot my whole career for probably around five years just to, just to get into that industry. Cause I started out in tech and it took me a number of years before I realized, you know, I just, don't care all that much about making people shop on their cell phone, you know, in a remote area, or I don't care all that much about getting them to like purchase this new wafer or something, you know, something along those lines. And I tried to get into the land and I found myself at national land and finally I'd have something to do with the outdoors. And it's, it's much the level of fulfillment that people get from, from being able to have their hands on that industry is, is really, it, it's a, it's a line that you see a lot with, with people in our industry. Um, so how did you get started with, with national land specifically? So that's, that's a story about relationships. I mean, relationships is a huge thing in our business. Um, and I had a relationship with somebody who I met in college, uh, Jason Walter, who's our, our CEO. And when he had the, the vision for, uh, starting his own, his own business. Um, he, he, I mean, he'll tell you right now that he didn't envision what we've got now. 
he envisioned it going down a completely different road. The Great Recession changed that, but he convinced me um, to leave. I was living down in Charleston at the time to leave Charleston um, to move up to Greenville and uh, and and go to work with him. Um, and it took a lot of convincing on his part because I was in a pretty, I was in a great situation. Um, I was working with my stepmother, um, was around all my family and, uh, I don't know, but I just, there was this itch there. Like I said, I, I wasn't enjoying residential real estate. So I did, I, I didn't want, um, you know, I looked at what my stepmother was doing and she was incredibly successful in real estate, but she's not even in it anymore. She's, she's following, you know, figuring out what her purpose is and going down that route that road of helping people from a health and wellness standpoint. I didn't want to be in my, you know, fifties going through the grind that she was going through as a residential real estate agent. And so when Jason approached me about coming up to work with him, um, uh, after a lot of thought and prayer and, you know, I said, you know what, you know, I'm single and don't have kids. I mean, this is the best opportunity for me to go out and try this. So, that's how I got started working with Jason. Um, and, uh, and it's, it was the best decision I've ever made uh, when it comes to, from a business perspective. You know, and it, so Jason Walter's a Clemson guy too, right? You guys, yes. are, so that it keeps on surprising me. And I don't think that I, I just never realized that Clemson was that involved with agriculture because we have, you know, we're working with with Dr. Grant Woods of Growing Deer TV, and he's also he got his Ph.D. at Clemson for forest resources. Right. I just I didn't realize they were that focused on natural resources and land. Yeah, it's I mean, if, if you're not from South Carolina, you probably don't recognize that. But Clemson's a land grant uh, institution. It was created to provide education for for agriculture. Um back, back in when it was founded. Um, and, and that's a, that's a, that is a core component of the university. It has grown into, into an incredible, uh, university now that does way more than just agriculture, but, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a little known fact for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and you spoke to this a, a bit just now about the, the, the difference in mindset between residential real estate and and what you do now and, and what our what our company does with with land real estate what's what's sort of your overhead view like what's the primary differences of say what what that industry is like what it's like for an agent versus what you know land brokers do and we and we say land brokers and we say residential agents but they all have the same licensing initially like they're real estate agents and then they can get off and, and go off and do accreditations to get, you know, more licensing specific towards land. But they all kind of start from the same place. And it's easy to confuse, you know, like, hey, I got a real estate agent. I'm selling my ranch. You know, what, but there's a huge difference. And, and, it, and you, I think, more than most people can illustrate that difference. Yeah. You know, that's a it's a good question to ask, because you're right. In real estate, um, we're all we all have the same real estate license as far as the state of South Carolina or whatever state that you're licensed in or multiple states that you're licensed in, you can sell anything you want to. I mean, there's nothing preventing me from going and selling a commercial building or selling a house or whatever it may be. And so the difference with the land brokerage industry 
versus the residential industry, the commercial industry, is that we we felt like there was a need for a company that focused on selling land. And what I mean by that is we don't just sell vacant land. Uh, we sell a lot of rural property. Um, and that can be, you know, somebody who wants some space around them. They, you know, they've got a house in five acres uh, up to thousands of acres of timberland or uh, agribusiness or, you know, recreational tracks for hunting, fishing, and that sort of thing, as well as commercial development land. So that's on the residential development side of things or industrial development or whatever it may be. Um, so it's all about dirt. I mean, we have for years have jokingly said, I mean, there's nothing special about us. We just sell dirt. Um, but dirt's pretty valuable. Um, and um, we found, we've, we, we've learned that there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a specialty uh, in doing what we do that it's not much different than, you know, someone who spent their career selling, you know, specializing in what we do is not going to be the best person to go in and sell a house in a residential neighborhood. Could they do it? Yes. Would it be the best? No. And so we operate in that way where we're going to take on what we're best at. And we want to hook people up with, you know, if it's in an area of real estate that we're not best at, we want to introduce them to people who are, uh, and vice versa. So the difference between us and other uh, real estate companies in general is what we specialize in. Um, and then from that standpoint, we've built a business that, that where we've really tried to distinguish ourselves and, and a lot of the things that, that, that makes us unique uh, as opposed to other companies that, that are um, land brokerage companies. Cause there are other, there are other great companies out there that, that, um, that, that do what we do uh, in our space from selling ranches, selling farms, selling, you know, timberland, selling hunting tracks, selling development land and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I always, I get asked about it a lot and, and I'm always saying things like one, the pacing is a lot different from what I see is, you know, the, yeah. the, the residential agent life is just a nonstop, like it's a, it's a speed game. It's where can you get and how fast can you get there and who can you talk to faster? Where with land, some some land sales take four years. Yeah, you put a ranch on the market, it'll take four years, and it's it's a whole different ball game to talk about a granite countertop to what's the soil pH on your land and how did you how did you establish this row crop and where should you put your hunting stand? It's totally different skill sets that that you see. Um, or how so, do I get a road in here? That's that's a, yeah, that's yeah. a big one because access roads. Yes, exactly. Um, so you've, you've gone into national land, you know, from residential, uh, informed this thing sort of from the ground up, you know, with, with Jason Walter, what's, what's different about the company? You know, what you, you said that there are competing companies in our industry and everybody kind of has their niche, you know, everybody, we, we all work towards the same things, but we do it in different ways. What's the different way that the national land realty does things. Yeah, you know, it's, I get, at, you know, you always get asked that question, what makes you different? So everybody and, has their differentiator. <laughs> right. And I, I've, over my life, I, I've, 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 I've taken a little bit different approach than that because you can say, what makes this different? And I can rattle off, well, we do this, 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 and this. And it's, in some ways, it's kind of the same canned stuff that anybody would say um, from that perspective. 
And I think it's because of my, my personal background, because I'm viewed, you know, from a, from a physical standpoint as being very different. And that's a, that's another conversation that we can dive into at another time. But, um, I tend to focus on, instead of always thinking about what makes us different, because I don't know what, you know, I don't work for other companies. I don't know what they do day in and day out. Um, you know, from outside of what you, the public sees. So since I don't have any control over that, I, I've lived my life in a manner which I focus on, you know, and think about who we are and who and where we want to go. And so uh, what makes us who we are is our core values. And, you know, you and I were talking about this the other day. Everybody says our culture and our core values. And it's good. Uh, but that's something that's really important to us. Um, and so our core values are finding opportunity, adversity, loving what we do, treating people right, being coachable, and, and having a mindset of trying to get a little bit better every day. And by living those day in and day out, it allows us to get to a place where we're creating opportunities for, for folks. And, you know, we approach this from a, from, from two, two ways, as far as our field team, our, our sales team, our agents and brokers go, that's creating opportunity for our clients, our landowners, our buyers, that sort of thing. Um, our mission is that we exist to make things grow. So we want to help people grow and whether that's, you know, a portfolio of land, bank accounts, um, figuring out unique ways to be able to maximize returns for folks' investments and that kind of stuff. And then on, um, on the internal side of things from the, 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 the corporate operations of, the, of this company, our focus is on our clients who are brokers and agents and creating opportunities for them. Um, and it's a lot of fun to create opportunities. And then there's the challenge and people, people taking advantage of those opportunities, of course, um, but by doing that, we provide solutions and it's fun to be a, a solutions provider. Um, we've learned to have a mindset to really be successful uh, in life in general. Uh, we've got to embrace the unknown, embrace the uncomfortable, because that's what life is all about. So this mindset um, and this identity that we've developed allows us to be an asset to our, to the people who we serve, whether it's a landowner or buyer, or it's one of our field team members or our staff, our support crew. And so by doing that, it's, it's allowed us to get into a space where, um, where we can, we can stand out. Um, you know, we focus on, it's, it's always been important to me to ensure that people are able to do what they're best at. And so if we can create opportunity that allows our field team to spend more time doing what they're best at, then um, that obviously allows them to be more productive, ideally. It allows them to enjoy their job more because they're doing what they're best at and what they love. Um, and it allows us to be able to, to you know, have vision for things and create things like, you know, Land Tour 360 or the team operation that we work with within a real estate company um, and 
the fun aspect of seeing people invest in each other, you know, within the organization. Um, so all that is what makes us who we are. Yeah. And, you know, not to be, it's, I'm a little embedded in this, like more than a typical host, like just running an interview because I'm part of the company. <laughs> so it's, you know, obviously there's going to be some cheerleading along as we go along through it, but the, the, the concept of finding opportunity and adversity is repeated on our team often. And it, and it happens where somebody brings something to me on the team and I'll just repeat that. And it's funny because it stops them. You know, something happens and it's, it's, you know, obviously anytime something happens in a company and you bring a problem to a manager or a boss, it's an issue. And so I'll, I'll usually just repeat that line back of, you know, well, we, we find opportunity in adversity and it always stops whoever's bringing the problem to go, Oh, where's the silver lining? Where can I look at this? And it, it always makes people look at it a, di a little differently. And, and everybody has a culture statement. Everybody has a mindset statement. Everybody has a mission statement. Everybody does those things, but it has to do with repetition and practice where every company has them. Half the employees out there can't even repeat their company's mission statement because it doesn't matter that much. But if it gets repeated, um, it tends to take hold. And, and I feel like that's, that's done in our organization. And, and yeah, I, I agree. Tell me a little bit about land tour 360. And like, I, I spend myself fairly embedded in it, but from, from your perspective, it's a technology that I don't think nobody else has in our industry. And, and, in, and a lot of times technology can sort of just be a shiny thing that someone just uses and, and it's, it, it's a promo, right? But, but Lantor is not really a promo. It's a tool, both in the sense of remote viewing and it's a tool in the sense of, I mean, even gas prices nowadays um, that, that presents immense value. I was wondering if you could take me through sort of even maybe the development of that. Yeah. Uh, the, so the backstory on this, this is a big part of the evolution of this company. So as I mentioned before, you know, when Jason and I started working together, I didn't say the, we got, we started working together in 2007. So Everybody knows their history in 2008 was the, you know, towards the end of 2008 was the beginning of the Great Recession. And in the in the beginning, we were not really focused on rural develop, rural land brokerage. It was more about development land. We worked with a lot of developers and a couple of different businesses that we had. And so when the recession hit, you know, that all that business went away and we shifted to the brokerage side of things and more so. And as we started growing and, and um, making a name for ourselves there, uh, I also talked about relationships. Well, um, Jason met um, one of our other partners, Aaron Graham, at a conference, and the two of them just hit it off. It was it was it was meant to be the way those two met and how they ended up aligning with each other. And they're two very different people, and I'm different from them all too. And we all work well together. Um, but that was a, that was a, a pivotal point for our company when uh, we decided to, to partner with Aaron and his company, uh, Aaron's based out of Nebraska and had built, had been in the broker's business for, for some time after a, a professional career, football career in the NFL. And um, so Aaron brought to the table uh, a way of thinking that Jason and I didn't don't possess, and it was a great compliment. So we had been always focused on 
the work, the grind, and the data. Um, information, how we use that information to create business. And Aaron um, came at it from a different perspective, from a technology perspective, um, and, uh, and also from a marketing perspective. And, and so when we got together and we started brainstorming about different things and thinking about different things, he kept talking about virtual tours. And um, this was really a vision that he had, Land Tour 360. And, and as with anything, he didn't invent the concept. He saw something else and, and goes, wow, that, how can we make that work for us? And that's what he did. He got into it. Um, Ann Gaffigan, who was our, our, uh, on our, who was our, was our tech department at the time. Um, uh, and Tyler Van Meter and spent just a ton, the three of them spent a ton of time building this thing out. And, um, the vision behind what land tour is, is it's a, it's a way to virtually tour land. Um, and is when this is, the, say, so it's the, it's the same concept as the 3d tours you see on the houses. Yeah. You know, you walk through, you see the room, you can spin around, spin the camera, look at different things. But it, this is from an aerial perspective, huge acreage. You can tour, you know, thousands of acres from, you know, Alaska and look at something in Missouri. Um, or five acres and get or five acres. In, yeah. in the same yeah. way. So from a, so from a time perspective, because I'll, I'll, I'll never forget this. I lost it. I was selling. I, back at, during this was 2016 and I lost out on a listing opportunity on a, on a larger property that thousand, 2000, I can't remember exact acreage of it now. And, and the agent who won the listing sold the seller on this aerial video that he was going to make that he did make. That was great. And that was like, and I can remember calling Aaron up and going, I just lost this listing because this guy had the forethought to, to hire this drone guy to come in and make this awesome video about this property. And I was like, we got to do that. And he's like, I got it. I got something way better in mind for this. You just got to have a little patience. And um, so at the time, and, and, and aerial videos are still very useful. Um, but what, where they're limited is, you, I mean, you can see what the drone is flying over. Um, but that's it. And you can hear the narration or whatever the, you know, the, the type is this popping up on the, on the screen and showing you. Um, but the vision for Lantor and what it, what it is now, it's, it's something more immersive. The idea is how can you tour property, whether it's, it's, you know, five acres or 5,000 acres and get as much knowledge about this property as possible. So that when you show up, on site, you're already have an expectation of what you're looking for. And you've got, you're basically just checking the, making sure the boxes are checking in real life. And so what we learned after we launched this thing is that it had so many extra benefits that we didn't really think about in the beginning. Cause the idea was make this easy for people to be able to see property and want to come and see the property. And traditionally, when you show, show a track of land, and this is what makes us different from residential in that in residential, you're in a, if you're selling real estate in residential, if you're looking for real estate residential, you're in a pretty confined area as far as where you're looking. 
And so you may see 20, 30 properties before you buy something, but it's all within a few miles of each other. And in land, you know, our guys, you know, on average are, are covering a, a two hour radius from where they're based out of some people way more than that. And uh, so it's an investment to go out and for a buyer to go out and look at a track of land. And if you're making, you know, multiple trips before you decide on what you're going to buy, because again, it's a major investment. There's a lot, there's a lot that's going into that. And so what we realized is after we got these things long, after we started uh, getting Lantor out there and associating with listings is that the amount of showings were cut, the second, third showings were, were, were dropping because people real, were showing up educated and, and going, I don't need to come back and see this multiple times. This is what I want. And so it was a huge benefit to the buyer. Obviously, it's a benefit to the seller. And then it was a big help for our agents, our land, our land professionals, because, you know, they're able to focus more on getting the deal done for the people that are involved. So uh, it's been a, it's, it's been phenomenal in how this thing has evolved. And we've got a lot of cool stuff coming along with it. And there'll be other folks that, you know, that, that come up with things similar to what we do. And that's, that's great too. And it focuses, it helps us to, continue striving to get better at it as well. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's just a fascinating thing how this thing has evolved. Yeah. So, and, and obviously that's been a part of the growth, but you know, what, what has sort of like helped the company grow because to, to somebody outside of the company, we've gone from what you guys started out in a garage. Where did you? <laughs> well, we weren't in a garage. We actually had an office space. It was a tiny office space that, that Jason literally slept in when it was, in the very early days. Um, but we started off in a small, in a small office uh, in Greenville, South Carolina. And now we're in, you know, 40 plus States and pushing close to 400 um, agents and brokers around the country and 20 plus people on our staff. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's still crazy looking back on where we started and weathering the great recession and, the recession made us who we are. I mean, that's, 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 that was the silver lining. It was hard to see <laughs> in those early days. Um, but yeah, how did we grow? Um, yeah. Number one, it, again, I, I mentioned this before, but really having clarity on, on our core values on, on our mission it, it's it's having clarity on our purpose and um it's something that I talk about a lot with, with everybody who will listen to me. It's just having clarity on your identity and who you are and who you serve and what you do from a life perspective and how does work fit into that as well. So we had clarity on that. Um, focusing on putting people in positions where we're, we're maximizing what they do best. Um, relationships was a huge part of it. Uh, accountability was a tremendous part of it. Um, accountability is not a word that people like to talk about because it's, it's, it's uncomfortable in many ways, but that was a big aspect to it. Focusing on what we have control over and not spending a lot of time worrying about things that we can't control and just sheer will. And that aspect of it is, is that we went from being small where all of us, Jason, myself, the other other um, 
salespeople that we had, the whole purpose was to get out and build relationships with every landowner in the areas that we were working. And by doing that and making a name for ourselves and doing things the right way uh, and having a very proactive mindset, um, meaning that, especially during the recession, we couldn't do things traditionally. It wasn't get a listing, sit back, wait for somebody to sell it. It was how can we create opportunity? It's the same thing. Same thing still part of this company. How do we create opportunity? And when we started figuring out ways to do that, people started noticing us. And um, we were able to build relationships with, with, with large land, you know, national landowners that opened the door for us to go into other states. I mean, when we started this company, it was called Carolina Land Realty. It, there was no vision to be national land realty. It was like, hey, let's do this. Let's focus on North and South Carolina. We should be able to make a good living, have fun, and that sort of thing. Um, but I already shared the story about how we, how Aaron got involved, and that was that was that was dynamite. I mean, when that happened, I mean, things kind of exploded from there, and then it's just been it's been um, the rest is is um, and this is really the, the the idea behind this company is. How can we create opportunities for, pe for people where, um, from a sales perspective with our field team, you know, they're not getting bogged down, having to do things that take away from their ability to be able to put deals together. And that's something where we still, we're still striving to get better at. Um, but it's been that whole concept, you know, from, from that perspective that I think has made us attractive to people. That's why we've, we've, um, had people join us who have, um, and, uh, and that's, that's, that's what's fun about it. All right. So we're stopping the podcast here and breaking this apart into two parts. Uh, this concludes part one of episode nine of the national land realty podcast, discussing the history of national land realty. Tune into our next episode as we discuss the land industry as a whole and the future of companies like ours in the land industry. You can learn more about land ownership and the buying and selling of land at nationalland.com. Hey there, listener. I noticed that you're still hanging out, probably listening to the music. But uh, what I wanted to do was remind you to check out our Land Tour 360s at nationalland.com. These, these land tours are innovative, interesting, and nobody else in the industry does this. Check out our site. Look for any listing that has Land Tour 360 featured on it. You can tour our listings in three dimensions. Zoom in, get a ground's eye view, watch videos from the ground, zoom back out, look at things from the sky view, then zoom back in on properties that have 3D views of, of the houses that are on the properties. This is called a Matterport viewing. It's a 3D viewing system for, for housing. Check out Land Tour 360. It should blow you away. And carry on with your day. Have a good one and see you on the next episode.